Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Always Game for Life podcast, where we come together, share our stories, connect, have a few laughs, and we try to live life to the fullest. Why? Because life is always game for us. So let's be always game for life. In this episode, I welcome back my dear friend, my brother, Jason Halderson. We share some crazy childhood stories and the silly things we do in our youth. I hope you all like and enjoy it. If so, please follow, please subscribe, for it helps the show grow. I love and appreciate every one of you. With that said, let's get to the show. So, welcome back, my friend. How you been? Oh, are you talking to me? Nope. The other guy over there at the door. Oh, well, he left. Oh, shit. <laughs> and shoved in it. And shoved in it. Yep. Well, thank you for having me here. Absolutely. Always. Definitely. Always a pleasure. <laughs> Absolutely, positively. Those two. <laughs> <laughs> so, what have you been up to? What's... About five nine. About five nine. Cool. Yeah, I used to be almost six feet until I landed on my head. Ooh, that'll do it. Yeah, I was uh, working with a, a tractor unit, and I was stepping out of the truck, and my toe caught the edge of the door as I was going out, and it literally flipped me completely straight upside down, and I landed flat on my head. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and I immediately turned into Herman Munster. You know, got corners on the back of my head, flat spot to put a dinner plate. Oh. I was right next door to the hospital. I was at the the regional district building for Cranbrook. Oh, wow. And uh, I was delivering something with a tractor unit, and I fell straight down, all my body weight on my head. Oh, it was the weirdest feeling. I thought I was paralyzed, right? Because all of a sudden, my body went numb. Oh, yeah. And I couldn't breathe. Oh, wow. And I'm going... All I could think of was, nobody touch me. Nobody touch <laughs> me. Right? And and the uh, guy comes up and goes, we should get you to the hospital. Well, the hospital's like, the emergency's like literally through some juniper bushes and you're at the hospital. Oh. And I'm going, no, no, I'm 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 okay. Sure you were. <laughs> well, you know, you're, you're young, you're a hero. I think I was probably... 27, 28. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was the famous, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Meanwhile, I crushed, when I, when I finally, did, they go to check this out many years later, why I was suffering from, I thought, they thought I had lesions on, on my ribs because I couldn't sleep. I couldn't lay down when I was living in the, the mobile home park. Right, right. And uh, I was in so much pain that uh, it would make me cry. I was literally sitting. You remember the couches? I had those leather couches, the fancy yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, I was sitting on there because I couldn't sleep in the bedroom. I would have to sleep sitting up, kind of propped up with pillows because I couldn't. It was and it was just agony. Mm-hmm. So the hospital, you know, put me through a battery of tests and MRI, a CAT scan, sure. etc. And uh, they, uh, the doctor says, "Well, I'm going to explain something to you." And he says, "You may or may not remember how this." came about, but I'm going to show you what your spine looks like. So he shows me this uh, x-ray of my thoracic spine, which is the part, you know, between your shoulder blades, right? Oh, okay. And uh, he says, you see that that lump in the middle there? It looks like a burl 
in a tree, and you know what a burl yeah. is, right? Yeah. Well, that's what it looked like. You got the spine underneath and on top, and then in the middle, there's this, like, it looks like a bowling ball, right? Oof. And uh, he says, do you remember falling? <laughs> and, of course, I'm thinking, well, not in recent memory. So, you know, you don't, you're not thinking about 20 years earlier. Right. And, uh, or even 15, for that matter. Mm. And... Uh, he says, you know, you, no matter what, you, you what you've done is you've crushed your three vertebrae have been crushed together and all the discs are gone and it's all welded together. That's why it looks like a burl. Oh, wow. <clears throat> so there's no flexibility. There's nothing there that's, you know, I had to live with that for the rest of my life. Mm. Thank goodness the pain eventually went away. But every once in a while, I, you know, depending on what I'm doing, I'll mm-hmm. feel the, the effects of what it was done. No. And uh, he said his reference point was, yeah, you know, you probably, uh, you're probably a kid and you fell off a horse and you picked yourself back up, dusted yourself off and carried on. Yeah. Because we all were pretty hardy when we were young. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm thinking, well, I rode horses, but I don't recall ever falling off of one, even if the horse wanted me off. <laughs> <laughs> so... This is really weird. Uh, one morning I get up and all of a sudden I have this epiphany. It's funny how your brain works. It's just, you know, whatever is going on. It's almost like that, you know, the old jukeboxes with the 45s spin around. Oh, yeah. And then it randomly picks something out. Yeah. yeah. So your brain is doing this, <laughs> right? And all of a sudden it throws out a memory. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, here. Here's something to think about. <laughs> so it all of a sudden I remembered falling out of that truck. Right. Straight on the asphalt. Oh. Right, so you figure I was up. Uh, I was up in a Peterbilt. Right, opened the door, and my toe caught, and then I just did straight upside down bang, and I went, ah, ha, ha, ha. maybe if I'd gone to the hospital, they might have been able to save my back. I had no idea how badly damaged it was, and all those years later, and then it finally came to fruition. Like you know, I got in a lot of pain mm-hmm. before I before I moved away to Hawaii to look after mom. Yeah, so. Uh, <sighs> About 2009, maybe, 2010, before I moved away. And, uh, hey, woof, woof, I hear a dog. Sorry about that. Neighbor's dog, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's got something to say. Well, give him a headset. We can all talk. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, uh, yeah, so it was like all of a sudden I woke up one morning and I realized that I'd what it was that it caused this issue. And I'm thinking how dumb it was not to go to the hospital. People used to say, when I, when I tell them the story and they they say, well, why didn't you go to the hospital? I said, because I'm working as a, as a a guy driving a big truck who's got the deliveries to make uh, out of my own unfortunate stupidity or whatever it is that caused me to fall like that. When I finally recovered, I was still young. I was, you know, in my twenties. So I figured, well, I can, I can do this. Yeah, and, I'm good. Uh, right? Yeah, which is really weird because I, I no word of a lie. Maybe one or two months later, mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I was uh, the company I work for. We also they used to have that buyback plan for the old refrigerators. Oh yeah, and uh, was loading a trailer, and you had the long ramp. Aluminum ramp, you know, that rails that you mm-hmm. put in. Mm-hmm. So it's all hooked up. It's And it's got very slight hooks, not really deep. Okay. And 
So, you know, we're, we're using dollies and pulling them up and then putting them in the in the, in the trailer. And I come walking out after I get one set up, and I, and I come walking out, and I just walk in banner factly and onto the ramp. Mm-hmm. And when I stepped on the ramp, I don't know what happened, but the ramp did a little hop, and then it disappeared from underneath me. And I ended up doing a swan dive completely flat onto the concrete. Mm. And I went, well, that's two in a couple of months. Boy, I think me, I couldn't breathe again, right? Because I've landed completely flat. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And, and this time somebody did come out to, to try and help me. And they said, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't talk. You know? mm-hmm. All I had was air, like little bits of air spewing yeah. out. So, but yeah, that was, I'll tell you, but that, that being said, what I was trying to get at was that Mm -hmm. I was closer to six feet tall when I was younger Mm -hmm. because, you know, my dad was six, two, my grandpa was six foot four. My mom was five foot nothing. So I kind of got robbed in the height department, (laughs) Uh, but I wasn't really short. And then I shortened up quite a bit after that fall. And then it, I think now it's just, I'm probably starting to get a bit of a curvature, uh, you know. So, but that's I okay. tell you, I got a similar story for a head injury, but not so similar. <laughs> 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 but uh, I was just a, oh man, a mere child. And it was uh, why I was doing this? Well, because I was a child. But I was in the front yard. That's a perfect excuse. Yep. <laughs> I was in the front yard and I was picking up rocks. I was just throwing them in the air. And I happened to pick one up that was like, eh, too big. And it went up, came back down. Yeah. So Isaac Newton's <laughs> the, you know, theory of gravity and how it works has worked out on me. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, my mom told me they, they took me because there was blood all down my back and neck. And mm-hmm. took me to the doctor and cleaned off those little scratch. So <laughs> they thought, man, that's a lot of blood for just a head wounds are like that. Oh yeah, because yeah. you're you got a lot of nerve endings right on the edge of you know, just underneath the skin. Mm-hmm. In the most innocent looking or innocent injury can look like you've had your head sliced open, right? Yeah, like your yeah. brains are about to fall out. I'd be more worried if I bang my head and cut it open and I didn't bleed. Uh, yeah. Nothing worse. Yeah. Like, you know, when you cut your finger so deep that you see nothing but white skin and you go, oh, this is not good. <laughs> I'm not even bleeding. I'm not, yeah, right. I'm freaking out. Like, There's a problem here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because the knife was so sharp that it literally uh, closed the arteries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's traumatic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And sure, a lot of people have done that in their lifetime. Oh, I was. We all like to think that we're wise, but we all have that capability of doing incredibly stupid things and then, in hindsight, go, ah, another learning experience. (laughs) Well, that's how we gain wisdom, though, in my opinion. I mean, you weren't born knowing everything, and when you go to learn, uh, depending on what kind of education you got from Mm -hmm. where, Mm -hmm. you may get a really good education. But a lot of education isn't, you know, you can go to school and, and learn a lot of stuff from school, but you don't learn about life. No, yeah. Experiences I feel, yeah. become a little worldly and understanding that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's where your parents kind of give you, like, you know, my dad used to say, well, you know, I can tell you something. You'll probably roll your eyes and think I'm nuts, but, you know, take what you want from it. <laughs> 
And he was right. You know, he would tell me something and I'd smile and nod and I'd walk away and I'd be rolling my eyes going, poor dad, he's nuts. That's never going to happen to me. And then one day yep. you wake up and you go, oh my God, he was right. <laughs> well, that's because he'd already lived that experience and he's telling you from experience. Yeah, that's right. But because we're young and proud, we, we think that we're indestructible and we're not going to do the dumb things our parents did. <laughs> yeah. and, but yet the more I see, especially these days, uh, some people are really setting the bar pretty low. You know what I mean? There is, is not, it's no longer uh, worrying about whether or not you do the same stupid thing that your parents did. Hmm. You're doing an even more stupid thing to try and ensure that they don't have any more children. You know what I mean? <laughs> the ones they got are disappearing because they're all stupid, right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's always kind of nice to learn a little bit of, about what, what you've done and, 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 uh, and go, okay, so instruction to oneself. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. And you go, got it. <laughs> yeah. Don't and every throw once in a while in the air comes back down. Yeah, well, and yep. every once in a while though, you know, you get caught up in the moment and you go, <laughs> I got a feeling I did this before. <laughs> I gotta tell you though, not to worry. I have uh, grown into my intelligence since then. <laughs> <laughs> That's your story and you're sticking to it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I've done some uh, crazy things, I tell you. And no matter what, we're still going to do stupid things. I remember going to uh, my grandpa's lot, my, my father's father. He had a lot. Um, well, the, I figured your grandfather was your river. father's father. Hey, it could have been my mother's. But anyway. <laughs> That's true. Fair That's enough. Right. You, you got touche. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Um, well, so you're talking about, I know, I know your grandpa. Paul was with me at the time, I do believe. And um, <laughs> you're like. On the river, and of course, we were kids at the time, and I'm lifting, we're, we're lifting rocks, moving them around, looking for creatures. Well, <laughs> one lands on me, on my finger. Found one. <laughs> and I pulled. So it not only cut my finger, the skin rolled. <laughs> so Nice. Yeah, looking for creatures under rocks at a river. What? If it was the ocean, I'd have a good excuse. <laughs> Well, the creatures here are pretty hardy. You can imagine, you know, how the doctor dug it. Well, how'd you do it? I was looking for creatures under rocks at the river. Well, at least you weren't living in a van down by the river. And <laughs> 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 passing chocolate milk through your nostrils. No, no. I don't want to do that. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So what's new with you? What's been new with you? I know we've talked a bit, obviously, on the phone lots, as we do. Yeah. Um, I know you uh, mentioned a few songs you've been working on. And- well, yeah. It's, well, you know, it's been pretty tough sometimes to be motivated. Oh, for sure. I'm uh, saying. Uh, <laughs> We're I mean, human. I, We're I'm, human. I'm not going to discuss anything about what's going on no. in the world, other than the fact that it affects us mentally. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. sometimes we get down, it's really tough to kind of get out of that. Oh, for sure. So, but all of a sudden, uh, gee whiz, what, a couple of weeks ago, I guess, when I started. Well, actually, it all started, I think, when I started to record the stuff for you. And, and then I did that arrangement with Ron for you. Right, right. And then all of a sudden, I started to feel inspired again. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. It kind of got the creative juices flowing. Right, and right. then... Uh, 
then, you know, and I'd written that one ballad that I hadn't, uh, I hadn't completed because I was working on the theme song, right? So, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, after I did that, I, <clears throat> I kind of put that on the back burner, and then I got this idea for these two other songs. Pardon me. And uh, they're still uh, a growing entity. They're, they're, I think I'm happy with where they're at now, as of tonight, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, what what I was playing for you, and and so yeah, that um, sounded great. I'm thinking <laughs> on the twelve string, yeah, yeah, and that double neck guitar there. That was yeah. So I'm I'm thinking uh, I'm going to record these soon, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, your listeners might be interested in in uh, hearing some of this stuff. As I think they will. They're they're sounding good as they are. Yeah, it's already. it's very appreciated that uh, all these wonderful people want to listen. You know, uh, yeah. this is a great show. Uh, it's nice and relaxing. It's just humans interacting, and you know what I mean. It's yeah. There's no agenda. <laughs> you just drop a pop. <laughs> you know oh, what? That was Alexa. She scared me. I don't know why she's <laughs> responding to our conversation, but anyway. <laughs> Do you got something to say, Alexa? <laughs> Oh, now she keeps her mouth shut. Uh-huh. <laughs> but anyway, uh, honestly, uh, and I know how appreciative you are of, of uh, your followers. And absolutely, uh, you know, I only hope uh, they enjoy it. And, uh, I hope so too, because uh, maybe I take think, something away. From I you. think what what and then I, this is why I like doing this show, and I'm inspired to it is because it's about just being human. It's just about uh, yeah. human experiences yeah. in everyday things. Regular and, 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 people with regular lives. Just. With, with regular problems. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm not including any of the other no. baloney. No. Just what we do. Yeah. <clears throat> you step out the door and, you know, you stub your toe or whatever. Yeah. You know, all those kinds of yeah. weird and wonderful things. But it's it's <laughs> nice because I think people need a respite from all the other stuff. And it's just nice. It's almost oh, like sitting absolutely. down. You know, getting friends together and, and sitting like in front of a big fireplace somewhere, mm-hmm. like in a big log cabin or mm-hmm. something, and everybody just enjoying a nice social time. Oh, for sure. And I think it's a nice escape. Definitely. And and, and I, I hope it's a release valve for uh, like it helps me for uh, mental issues. Helps me too. You know Absolutely. what I mean? It's very therapeutic, and I I enjoy it. And so, and now uh, with the advent of me doing the music uh, for you. And with you, mm-hmm. uh, now I'm, I'm. I've all of a sudden I got bang. Yeah, I've got three more songs now, and uh, I'm going to get those. I'm going to record a very rough copy of them, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to do the same thing I did before, and then we'll get you to process them, and then hopefully the listeners will be interested in, in hearing them. Uh, you know that that piece that you wrote. Uh, inner peace is an absolutely beautiful piece of music, and you know what? Thank you. And it was kind of nice to, and very humbling when I took it and arranged it for you, yeah. and, and then played it back and said, "This is what you wrote." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wasn't even aware. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's to what I mean. Honest. Sometimes yeah. Yeah. things that are in front of our face, <laughs> we don't even see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I could hear the beauty, and then I said, I said to myself, I, you know, I took it upon myself. I'm going to do something for you, and when I'm going to come back, I'll play it for you. And when I played it on the twelve string. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. And you started to cry. It, and I, I, 
Well, at first, I, I was just kind of joking with you, but I, am I that bad? <laughs> but you know, I hope I didn't kill your song. But then I realized, you know, you you, you were overwhelmed by it, and it was I, angelic. It and, was just well, thank you. Yeah. And the thing is that uh, most likely all of that was by divine intervention, anyway. So that could be a good excuse why that guitar sounded angelic Absolutely. when it was played for that. Mm-hmm. So with the music that I write. I don't write angry music. I don't mm-hmm. write super crazy fast music. I'm not a metalhead. No, I think uh, you and I are very similar in that way. We're uh, very sentimental, very emotional. Yeah. You know, when we write or whatever we do, it's through emotion. It's through. Well, yeah. I, like I said, I kind of I kind of think I'm more along the lines of like a Gordon Lightfoot kind of player. Yeah, right. Uh, that kind of delivery. I mean, I, I'm an opera-trained singer, mm-hmm. and I can sing a lot of songs. If I was to do a cover for something, there's a lot of stuff I can do, and I enjoy doing it. Oh, but, for sure. Uh, this writing has really been exciting. It's been very good for me, and uh, I hope that I can continue on, by the grace of God, <laughs> that I'd be able to do this and, and continue to, uh, you know, and, and help uh, with your show uh, everything yeah. you know, so that we you know we can have more people sit in. It, we, I would love that. So yeah, that you know, uh, and I would like to know you know, right, you know if people want to if there's a way, and I don't know how you've got it set up because I'm not the tech guy on that, <laughs> but you know to get responses from your listeners and stuff like that. Oh yeah, it's all in feedback. the description below. It's yeah, all, yeah. All so the, uh, if they've got you no, know, hopefully what you what you'll get out of this is. Because we're not trying to hurt anybody by any means. So I'm hoping that people are enjoying what they're listening to, to please let you know. It gives you it gives you and me uh, an inspiration to want to continue to to be able to do this for, for people. Yeah, I got to tell know, you. I, uh... I, I really enjoy it. And I think, it, you know, it, when I listen to the other uh, previous episodes, you know, it's, it's really, yeah, it's really relaxing to just listen to people chatting. You know what I mean? It's yeah. There's no hidden agendas or anything. It's just, let's yeah, just, just sit together. Sharing just, stories. Sharing stories. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, Experiences. Uh, right? And, yeah. and I think that's a beautiful thing. So yeah, I, uh, I didn't mean to drift off of what you were asking, but, oh. <laughs> you know, the the writing of the songs is yeah. kind of like now uh, all of a sudden take me, taking me up mm-hmm. back to where I used to be. 35 years ago when I was on the verge of becoming a a rock and roll star and then things fell apart because of my marriage. So now uh, I've been given a second chance to do this and maybe it's a better thing that it happened now. You know what I mean? Like, cause I don't care about being rich and famous. Everything happens for a reason. Things yeah. And Mm -hmm. I think that the stuff I'm writing, I hope it's touching people. That's what I want. If yeah. I if what I'm writing and playing for people and singing for people is uh, soothing, uh, touches your soul or something about it, just makes you feel better. That's what I want. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, so uh, I don't want to be like all those people out there you see and you're going, they have totally lost themselves. You know what I mean? They, they're, they're just not. They sold themselves out and now. They're not probably the same person they ever were when their friends knew them. 
right? Yeah, I, mean, I don't want to be know. that. If, if 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 I can just quietly go about doing this, mm-hmm. uh, I have a sense of being, a sense of purpose, and that's for me the most important thing. Yeah, and well, I love helping people if I can do that. Well, I gotta say, you know, I have. There's no words to to thank you, and and I love you, and I appreciate you. And, I love you, know, you too. Being on this journey with me, and you know, having you on the show many times, and and more to come, no doubt. <laughs> well, the good Lord willing, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I th- appreciate the kind words, uh, but you've known me ever since you were a young boy, yep, I have. and uh, you know. When you told me that day how much influence I had on you, mm-hmm. I was humbled. I I didn't realize that I had, had that much positive effect on a person. Yeah, from the moment you stepped in my life when I was a kid and, uh, you know, played that guitar and I heard it from my room, that was it. It was like well, it music. Was nice. And then heard you sing uh, it was just, yeah, music from there. <laughs> just And then it's funny, after being away all these years and coming back, <laughs> and then we, by the grace of God, and I have to say that, uh, we managed to connect again. Yes. And it's obviously meant to be, because here we are. Yeah, for sure. Uh, your program is also, it's a living entity, and it's growing and it hopefully is nourishing other people. I hope so. Because that is essentially what I think we are trying to do. Yes. Uh, and hopefully, uh, you know, make people, maybe somebody's really having a tough time right now. Like I have them, you have them. We all are and have them. And, yep. and something, <laughs> somebody says, little random acts of kindness. Mm-hmm. And how all of a sudden... That real doom and bloom feeling that you have, and sometimes it feels like it's impossible to get out of. As you know, you, you've dealt with me, and we're, well, no, because I mean, I went through, dealt with me. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. well, we, well we dealt with each other <laughs> yeah. on that level, yeah, and rescued each other yeah. at times when we Absolutely. were in a very dark place. <laughs> yeah. And people get that way, and yeah. it yeah. all. What does it take to be kind? Yeah. You know, so much energy is wasted. Good energy is wasted on negative things. And, you know, there may be people out there who don't agree with me because, you know, some people are angry, but that's their thing. Yeah. I, there's a lot of sort, there's a lot of people carrying a lot of heavy baggage. You don't see it. Mm-hmm. They put on a very brave face, but somewhere deep inside, they may be this close to ending oh. it all, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when somebody's not having a good day, uh, what's it hurt? You know, even on a regular day, but I mean, if you're going to, if somebody's having, you could tell that just by their behavior, just be kind of, look how many times I've, I've talked to people that are really, and at the end of it, they've forgotten why they were mad. Yeah. yeah. Which is nice because that's what you want. You want them to to get rid of that Mm -hmm. and feel love, feel a sense of purpose and feel that the, the road doesn't end just six feet in front of you. Yeah. Well, yeah. How many times I video call you and you're down or you're yeah. in, you're in a spot, and then I don't know, hours later, we're still on the video chatting, well, laughing, yeah. listening to music, jamming. I think Boom. we've had some marathons. What's the longest? Only six hours or something. <laughs> God, we were worse than sorry, girls, but we were worse than a couple of teenage girls on phones. It was oh, like unbelievable. 
Yeah, right? But it didn't seem like that. It seemed like it maybe didn't. it seemed like we were on the phone maybe for an hour, but that didn't seem like it certainly didn't seem like, you know, oh, hey, the sun's coming up. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, it didn't. I mean, you know, just sitting there and and uh jamming the songs together online like that. Mm-hmm. Like it it just yeah, it didn't seem like six hours going by. Not at all. I agree. Oh my goodness. But I was truly grateful for you being there. You know, uh, there's a lot of people out there that are hurting. And oh, absolutely. Not, a peop- not enough people who care. No. You know, we're, we all hurt for something. But there's times when, it, and, you know, I know that, say, you or I, we're, we're carrying a heavy load for some reason or whatever. But you're talking to someone, you're interacting with them, but they're hurting, right. and you can tell. Mm-hmm. Because that's the kind of people, we, we, I know I am in, I know you are, you feel it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can feel other people's emotions. And sometimes, instead of being selfish, mm-hmm. and and only thinking that your problems count, you know, is, is that you try to help somebody else, because... If you're helping somebody else and you're feeling lousy. Ultimately, that's helping you. Well, yeah. yeah. And the thing is, you've done somebody a good service. Mm-hmm. And you're looking after a fellow brother or sister on this planet. And uh, the thing is that you can get rewarded. See, when you do that, these random acts of kindness. That's what I always say is energy comes back to you. Yeah. But not like these people who do these setup videos where they try to look virtuous by, you know, and I'm going, nobody does that. I see it, but they're doing it now trying to make themselves look like heroes. And they're, love me, love me. That's not how it works. Yeah. It's it's an ana- it's an anonymous thing. It's like you do something because you want to, not because you need to film it and say, look at how great I am. <laughs> but that's a, that's a problem with the way the world has turned into that kind of thing. So... And that's as far as I'm going to go with the conversation yeah, about yeah, the world, yeah. okay? But what I'm getting yeah. at is the the human condition, the feelings. Uh, you help somebody, yeah. and it might not happen the same day. It might not happen that mm. week. Yeah. But all of a sudden, somebody comes along in your life, yeah. and you might you probably don't even know them. Yep, that uh, energy comes back to that you. That energy comes back to you, and yeah. they, they, they all of a sudden take the load off of your shoulders. Yeah. Right? And that's the beautiful thing about, you know, I've been all over the world and I've met a lot of beautiful people, wonderful, wonderful souls. Uh, I like to believe that there's more good than there is bad on this planet. And there's people who come off as bad but aren't really. They just misunderstood because they've never experienced the love or caring from somebody that maybe they could really use, right? Right. So it doesn't hurt to do that. No, and uh, that's probably why we're able to do this show now. I mean, it's to be able to give this kind of uh, insight to people who are feeling that way mm-hmm. and that they're not alone. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. If I could, if it were in my power, I would love to be able to help everybody feel better about themselves. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I know what it feels like to feel rotten about myself. And, and other people feel the same. So I, I wish that, you know, if I had that ability, I would be so grateful for being able to do that and see happier people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, now 
with this opportunity, me, you know, getting back into the music and everything, it's nice now because I'm, what I'm writing is 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 geared towards, like your song, Inner Peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, when you wrote it, you didn't know you even had a title for it. I gave it the title. Yeah. Only because when I listened to it, and then when I played when I played it out, and I listened to it, I went, "This gives me inner peace." And then I said to you, "That's the name of the song." I'm sorry, yeah. I know it's yours, <laughs> but that's the name of the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, oh, that, yeah, I, that, just... I could just, you know, what you could just put it on a loop, and I could listen to that and go to bed and okay. feel really good. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, and then when we were toying with that today. Mm-hmm. Adding that little extra bit there on the electric twelve string. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be interesting. It should be very. I can't wait to hear how it turns out, and I hope your listeners get a chance to hear it. Yeah, for and sure. I, I would certainly love to hear some feedback. Definitely, definitely. You know? uh, don't be afraid to message me on anything: Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, Twitter. It's all there in the description, for sure. <laughs> yes, and, and and Mark likes a good conversation, so he's easy <laughs> to approach, and he's not. Not one of those people that has a bunch of people filtering in between him and the people sending <laughs> messages. No, I'll answer. I'll answer. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah, I'll answer. Yeah. I want to hear your opinions, your stories, you know, your feedback. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You know, it would be so great, like, you know, if you could get the your listeners somehow, if there was an access to, to them coming and then joining you for that, right? I mean, obviously we can't because, you know, there's a lot of distance between a lot of people. But the idea behind this, at least with this podcast, the idea is that we are with you. Mm -hmm. Even though we're not physically there, hopefully in our hearts and minds, we are with you. Mm -hmm. And uh, that we give you something positive to take away from all this. Yeah, for sure. You know. You know, have a laugh, connect, relate. Maybe relate to some and do something stupid. Yeah, well, hopefully not. <laughs> don't don't something to reminisce about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you remember when I did such and such a thing? <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, condone you to uh, do those things that we talk about. <laughs> oh, what, like riding down the stairs on my guitar case? <laughs> that sounds fun, though. It but, does sound uh, <laughs> until the very you know because it's, it's until not until the last step, right? It's it's not the uh, the fall that kills you. It's the sudden <laughs> stop at the end, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Puts a damper. I wouldn't want to make you a new doorway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nope. I could just see them. Jay, I didn't ask for that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mm. Just seemed like a fun thing to do. Yeah. So how have things been with you? Um, Pretty good, I guess. You know, just uh, spending time with my children, of course. Um, and you have beautiful children, and they love you. you with all their heart as much as you love them. It's true. And, uh, yeah, hanging out in the studio and um, still building to it, yeah. adding to it, as you can see. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, Trinity's going to be your little musical star. Yeah, she's, I couldn't be more proud Um yeah. You know, she took uh, hip-hop dance, and now she's doing, um, I think it's like a gospel dance or something like that. Right. Well, that's great. Those are Which forms of art. Wonderful. Those are wonderful things. Um, and that's Saturdays. And then Mondays is, um, I do believe, her piano and vocals. So she's just killing it. 
to me. Well, maybe you should eventually become wealthy and be able to look after you like you wish you could be looked after. Yeah, because we all like to. All us parents, I guess. We like to to think the best of our children. We want mm-hmm. want them to have, you yeah. know. We want them to have things that maybe we didn't have, but we we shouldn't just give it to them. We give the give them the the moral support and the and the opportunities. We give it to them, mm-hmm. and then they it's up to them to decide, you know. But we you know we if they're doing well and they're, but if they're struggling a little, they just need support, you know. Like yeah. my, my parents weren't very supportive; they didn't recognize anything I could do. You think you'd wonder when a three-year-old could sit down in front of uh, your great uncle's piano and play it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm three years old. Yeah. Who do you think taught me to play a piano? I don't know. <laughs> right? And then when I was five years old, they bought me a guitar and I already knew how to play it. Yeah. That was weird. <laughs> they caught me guitar lessons. And then they first, and I got fed up with the guitar teacher because I had no patience with him. He's trying to show me how to play a G7. And I said, that's it. I'm leaving. <laughs> And then I put my guitar away and decided to be a child for the next 15 years or so, you oh, know, yeah. before I decided to pick <laughs> up an instrument again and do it all over. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting, but they weren't, they, they didn't see what was going on in front of them. They just thought it was cute. Yeah. Whereas like today, probably a lot of stage mothers or stage fathers try to even, you know, force a child to, to do things, you know, they, they show potential, mm-hmm. but if they don't want to do it, don't make them. No, 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 no. Because, you know, but if the child wants to do it and, and, and they, the only way you get good at really good at something is you practice. Mm-hmm. So even if they're not really great at it, but they want to get better at it, yeah. then I think that they deserve all the support and care and, 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 and nourishment emotionally. Yeah, for sure. Uh, to to be able to pursue that, because mm-hmm. uh, that makes a, a, a person who, when you're young, that kind of support get, turns you into a very, very well-rounded adult. Mm-hmm. You know, because you feel love, you understand love, and the, being kind to other people, yeah. and knowing that your parents love you enough that they support you and in this these avenues that you you want you don't have the kid, the child doesn't have to become the success mm-hmm. because life is full of opportunities what you didn't get here there may be a reason why you didn't get it here but you get it somewhere else yeah. later on right like it, it's funny cuz I, I mean being one who never had brothers or sisters and i had two alcoholic parents and i did everything on my own you know, and you and I have a lot in common in a lot of ways. Uh, but we have feel we feel. And thank God for that, that we feel. Yeah. You know, it hurts sometimes because when you care, it's really tough because you carry the burden of other people and you try not to, but you do. Yeah. What do you? We're like emotional empath. sponges. That's what you call it. Yeah. Empath. Yeah. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. You're an empath. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. Well, that's just it. Uh, like I said, I worked. Remember, I was working for that company, and I was having problems with the manager because he, <laughs> he's not even qualified to be a manager, and uh, I could have run that company for them. Mm. And uh, uh, we had a sit down, and I said, "There's a big difference between you and me." I said, "I'm an empath, 
and you're a narcissist. <laughs> and and Debbie was, you know, the business lady was sitting in there doing her work on the, and he, of course, the manager's sitting across from me, and I said, "You're a narcissist," and he gets this really goofy grin on his face. He goes, "I don't even know what that word means." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and you're a manager of a company and you oversee people and you don't even know what a narcissist is? Let alone, if you don't know what a narcissist is, you certainly don't know what an empath is. Debbie broke out laughing. (laughs) Unintentionally. I don't think she was trying to uh, listen in on the conversation, but his response of, I don't even know what that word means, kind of brought out the best in her. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I thought, well, you know what? My work here is done. <laughs> I don't need to be here anymore. You know, even though the owner and I were have been friends, personal friends, uh, I, you know, and I was willing to help him out with the company because I mean, I'm, I, you know, I, I've got business management, uh, just, uh, you know, courses that I took mm-hmm. and I did really well. I mean, I worked for the city of New Westminster years and years ago, so I was willing to help him out, and uh, but. He's kind of lost interest in trying to save the company anymore. I think he just wants to just let it all fade away. Mm. You know, seventy years old, and he doesn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. But he's doing it at, at an expense to himself because he's he's letting the wrong people. All the people I worked with aren't there anymore, except maybe a couple of dispatchers and two or three drivers. But everybody else is gone. Oh yeah, they've all gone on to bigger and better things. Yeah. So, and you can think. See, in a weird way, his bad behavior helped other people because they got out of a toxic environment. Yeah. And I think that's true for everybody. You know, nobody wants to be in a toxic environment. No. But I know it's it's tough. Nobody wants to leave their job either. That's true. Right? Because you've got mouths to feed, a you know, roof to keep over your head. Yeah, you can't always just walk away. Well, no. But you have to take some chances in life. And you've got to have... Uh, some intestinal fortitude to do these things. You think about it, though. You you, you make a careful plan. Mm-hmm. Then you explore that and see if it's viable and if you know that you could leave what you're doing and go to something else yeah. uh, and pursue what would make you happy, then by all means do that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, It'll fall into place. You, I, I'm not advocating just up and leaving a company. No, no. <laughs> you got to have a plan. Yes. But what I'm what I'm saying is, there's no reason to be afraid, and you don't owe anybody an apology. Yeah. If you know what I mean, unless it's clearly your fault. But I mean, if it's not your fault, don't let somebody else make you believe that their failures are yours. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's not true at all. No. Right. And we're all human beings, and we all fail. We're we're flawed. But we try to do the best that we can. I'd like to think that most of us try to. I'd like to think that, too. You know, I I don't think most people are genuinely mean or evil. No. Uh, And so I think that some people already have that mechanism. You know, it's it's a protection mechanism. They learn to cope with how they feel by behaving in a certain manner. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not really that person. They really could use somebody to walk up and give them a hug. Mm Mm-hmm. Hugs are great. Yeah. I'm not afraid. I'm not ashamed. I, you know, I got long hair and a beard and a mustache. <laughs> and it doesn't bother me. I'm not, I'm secure with who I am. Yeah. You know, and I don't care what you are. 
in whatever way the world looks at you. If you're a nice, decent human being, then you should be treated as such. Yeah. Not treated badly. And that's the problem, I think, in, in the world is that a lot of people feel bad because they've been morally beaten down by people who aren't happy with themselves. And that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so important that we mold our children to be loving and accepting and show them it's okay to fail because you just keep trying until you find what it is that you like and or love yeah, and, sure. and, and it works for you. And then we just give them the love and support that we can. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And Trinity and Nick are going to do just fine. Oh, yeah. They're doing wonderful. Yeah. She's quite the girl. You know, I love it when she talks to me. Like, <laughs> a, She's sitting in the back and you're talking to me on that uh, thing, that phone when you've got it par- perched up on your dash or whatever it is. Right? Oh, oh, the video. Yeah. Yeah, the video thing. And she's talking to me from the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to talk to me. And she just cuts right through you. <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. She's got to get her piece. <laughs> yeah no she's she's outgoing she's that her being outgoing like that and friendly really works for her pursuits of the arts yeah, you know sure. what i mean she she loves it encourages she plays a piano you well, know i do we yeah. sit here at the keyboard yeah. And, yeah i think it's amazing we were actually um and she's a happy girl when i had her here in the 30th um, we were actually here sitting together, writing together. Mm-hmm. I did my piece, and then she was doing a piece. And she would play on what I was playing. And you weren't even playing chopsticks? No. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no chopsticks. No chopsticks. <laughs> Wait a minute, I didn't even order any food. <laughs> and then we even sat here, and she put the headset on and uh, wanted me to push record and <laughs> do a show with her. That's awesome. And uh, that was her pretty neat experience that was kind of a fun thing to you know a way to connect with her and hang out and sure. she was telling her stories <laughs> right you know so it was, it was really cute that's it was awesome. fun yeah so. she's adorable <laughs> thank you and nick's a very polite young man you yeah, see how how respectful amazing. he was to me yeah he's I hadn't seen them, and I think it was the last time I'd seen them was what six months earlier or something like that. Yeah. It was quite a way, quite a while back. Yeah, because uh, I see Trin once in a while more often than I ever. I see, see Trin more. I'm starting to see Nick a lot now. Oh, that's more. great. So, yeah. and, and so yeah. but he was so nice and polite. I was so proud of him, mm-hmm. and I thought you should be really proud of that. He's oh, absolutely, and he loves you very much. I love him too. You know, I think no, it, 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 there's not enough of that. In the world. Yeah. <laughs> So it makes me feel good, you know. I don't. I'm not surrounded by. I'm all by myself. I live in a quiet place out in the middle of a farm, 14 acres, yeah. surrounded by blueberries and other <laughs> wonderful things. So uh, I'm pretty much isolated. Yeah, and I don't have anybody with me. So you know, I've had some pretty good conversations with myself. Sometimes they're I don't agree with them. <laughs> Because too many voices get involved. <laughs> so you're just a <laughs> regular recluse. Yeah, right. Just until you up. come here. <laughs> yeah, right. Then everybody else gets to hear them all at once. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so for mm. for me, when I see that kind of beauty happening, it, it's I love it when somebody shares that with me. Because it, it feels good to see that going on. Yeah. Even if I'm not the one contributing to it, uh, being a recipient of watching happiness like that mm-hmm. does wonders for me. Yeah, for sure. You know? 
Definitely. I, I try to be more happy for him. He's grown, growing up to be a, a amazing young man. Oh, yeah. You know, no, I think you're right. 14 now. <laughs> you know. God, how long ago was 14 for me? <laughs> oh, you that weren't one. you weren't even alive yet. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. No. Almost not quite. No. <laughs> I was just starting high school. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that's pretty fun. Well, junior high. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I'm talking to myself so that here it's those voices again. Going, <laughs> me counting out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, because I don't really want to give away my age, but you know how old I am. I do, of course. So, basically, <laughs> that distance is what we're talking about yeah right i'm not ashamed i'm 40 you know mm-hmm. i'm a speed limit <laughs> <laughs> oh and i also get to qualify for discounts oh there we go <laughs> yeah and you know what i never seem to remember to ask for one yeah yeah i can believe that <laughs> well you're so used to never doing it well all of a sudden uh, it's going to take a couple of years practice before i start actually receiving any mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> yeah that's pretty funny mm. but yeah similar story to um when you were a kid and and uh you know you took guitar lessons and left <laughs> <laughs> well um good times similar i uh i remember i was living with my dad at the time and um he was at work and uh i really enjoyed uh, those movies, uh, Home Alone, Macaulay Culkin. I was his age, blonde kid. I mean, it was just like, I want to be him. I want to be him. But you were Ricky Schroeder. I know. I know. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> For those of you that are old enough to remember that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, so anyway, I remember uh, grabbing the phone book and uh, just going through it and going through it and looking for some sort of acting agency or something. Mm-hmm. And um, I called, believe it or not, and made an appointment in the whole nine. <laughs> and uh, so uh, before my dad got home, I made craft dinners. I, you know, I was a kid. But oh, I used cook. to call it craft dinner. That too. <laughs> I used to and I still it. eat it. Yeah. Yeah. So I made craft dinner, uh, did laundry, and I put clean, nice clean pair of clothes for my dad on his bed, ready, dinner ready. And he got in the door from work, and I said, there's a clean pair of clothes on your bed, dinner's made, I need you to bring me to Vancouver, huh? I got an appointment with, I think it was called Act 2 at the time. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. So uh, we ended up going there and getting the uh, whole profile thing done, and uh, I got myself an agent. And um, do you know what this sounds like? Like you're pouring Arizona iced tea in a cup. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> you ruined that, man. <laughs> mm. Oh, oh, this is probably terrible stuff too. Mm. Oh, it needs so, ice. It needs ice. So I end up, yeah, again, an agent and everything. and um, Secret I, agent? No, not quite. Huh? No, no. No secrets. Just an no agent. No secrets. Just an agent. Yeah. But, 
Well, I'm sure there was some, but I was a kid, so I didn't really. You didn't care. But I'm sure there was some. <laughs> there always is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got into this acting class as well, and um, it was at the time nerve wracking, but great because I was the only male in there. It was all females. Well, that must have been intimidating. So it was really. It was. <laughs> it was. And uh, especially like when uh, we played this, I forget what we called it, but we played this game and you, you got to sit there in the chair and of course, to a point, boundaries, but they're allowed to do whatever they can to make you break, right? Because yeah. you want to keep your composure acting. And um, yeah. so they did. I mean, they sat on my lap, they kissed me the whole night. <laughs> and I'm telling you, it was like... That's dirty and underhanded. Yeah. It was <laughs> it's rough, but I won. How, I didn't break. <laughs> how old were you then at oh, that particular Lord. time? I was definitely... You were a teenager, weren't you, night then? Oh, man. Yeah, I must have been at least between 11 and 13. Yeah. So you see, you so, were just kind of teen, yeah. you were just kind of getting interested in girls, and then and then they go and throw all these animals <laughs> on you, and you're supposed to act like the guy in the high karate commercials, you know, fighting all the girls yeah, off, right. ah, destroy the entire building, just don't come near me. Oh, <laughs> a great axe commercial. Anyway, yeah. Well, it used to be the high karate. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, that guy just like would tear the place apart, <laughs> trying to keep the girls away. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, I didn't break, so I won. And I don't ask how, because I don't to this day. But, um, <laughs> so, yeah, we did a bunch of practices and different, like, commercials. Sure. And um, I ended up, uh, she got me this role on X-Files. Right. And, uh, yeah, it was, like, the biggest thing in my life. I thought, oh, my God, I got a role. Huh? And then, of course, at that time is when um, Dave Duchovny um, wanted to move the show, I do believe, to Toronto. Because he didn't like the rain, and on but, top of that, to be closer to his wife. Like, yeah, but I thought he ended up in Los Angeles with that show. I imagine after. afterwards, yeah, like way afterwards. But Toronto is where yeah, they first Yeah, because moved. Canadians weren't too thrilled about his behavior <laughs> like that, right? Like, wait a minute, this show just gave you a decent <laughs> career, and then you want to do that, right? <laughs> kind of like the gal from, what, uh, was it Julianne Margulies, who was in, the, uh, what was it, the, the Good Wife? Oh, okay. Right? It's uh, When I was working for the city... I, when I was going to, uh, I was going to uh, someplace in the city hall. Mm-hmm. I had to go pay a visit to somebody, and while I was in there, there was a whole raft of uh, extras because the scene was being filmed mm-hmm. in the courtroom in the city hall. All right, and I'm in my work clothes. Wait a minute, actually, it was my day off. And I was wearing, you remember how I used to wear my, uh, when I was a motorcycle guy and I had my boots on and I had my oh, leather yeah. vest and all that yeah. and my long hair and I was going <laughs> through the, and then the, all of a sudden this casting director says, oh, you can go over there. And I said, I'm sorry. I, I said, Thank you. I'm flattered, but <laughs> I work for the city and I'm on my way this way. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a bummer because I would have loved to have got in on the scene, but it's not how it worked out. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt no, really. you, but it was hey. just you brought back a yeah. memory of, <laughs> of of how that worked out. Yeah, no, how many people get a chance to be in something yeah. and then decline it? Well, <laughs> in this case, I didn't necessarily, and 
fortunately, I didn't, I didn't decline it per well, se. Um, like I said, they moved it to Toronto. Well, yeah, and that's not and easy for you being a kid. child yeah. at the time, yeah. or a tween, teen, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, I, I couldn't exactly make my parents or my father, you know, follow to Toronto. Well, so I I've known up, your daddy you know, for a long time. You know how long? He'd probably still be on his way to Toronto right now. <laughs> Sorry, Mark Singer. <laughs> yeah, I love my father. But, but I don't this think is he, why we nickname him. I don't think him. he'd lie. I don't. I yeah. think he'd agree. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he's probably still on his way to Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> I love my father, but uh, yeah, this is why we call him Sloth. Yeah, exactly. He makes <laughs> Sloth look like they're in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was kind of a a big loss for me at the time. Oh and, yeah, um, for ever sure. Ever since then. I would have you full of regrets. I didn't go near acting since, you know what I mean, at that time. Sure. Yeah. Well, it affected so. you. Like, I mean, because I bet to some degree, even though it wasn't your fault, you probably felt like you were a failure because the show, all of a sudden you get this, <laughs> and then all of a sudden they yank it up from underneath your feet like a carpet. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can't go with them because, like, if you were 21... Or even at least if you're 18, 19 years old. I'm gone. You're gone. (laughs) Bada bang. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, timing wasn't good and it's not your fault. No, no. no. But, you know, at least (laughs) you you came to a realization of that at some point. Because uh, that's a burden. I mean, when you're young, you like to think that you got that far and you're, this is really cool. This is amazing. This is unbelievable. And it's just like you're right in the middle of a Disneyland ride and somebody pulls you out of the ride right at the most exciting part and takes you to Pittsburgh. Sorry, <laughs> Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? You're out of you're out of this fun element and all of a sudden you're like in some industrial city, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like a kid would really enjoy it. Oh yeah, yeah, take me out there. <laughs> you get me off the Matterhorn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the parts of the Caribbean or whatever, but you know, mm. same idea. Is that you were excited, yeah, and you had this potentially amazing career to to look forward to, and you had the looks. I remember when you were like that. You were a towhead, <laughs> yeah. For those who don't know what a towhead is, that's an extremely blonde haired. Yeah, I was uh, white blonde. Yeah, um, well, I was plat- close to a platinum blonde. Yeah, yeah. I basically looked like Ricky Schroeder that, back when he did well, Silver Spoons. Yeah. <laughs> that was my nickname at school. They called me Silver Spoons because most of us kids, are, yeah. you know, couldn't pronounce Schroeder. <laughs> some people, some adults can't. <laughs> so they just Schroeder. yeah, Silver Spoons. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, yeah. I remember that because yeah. you were a ringer form. I, that, I'm surprised that somehow you didn't end up. You know what I mean? It. I'm surprised that because maybe nowadays an agent may if he, that kind of show was still going same guy mm. that the agent would be looking to get you in as a, maybe a double, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that some people start off as doubles mm-hmm. and then they, they find their own niche. Yeah, for sure. Right. Start somewhere. Oh well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which would have been fine. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. see, apparently the, like these things that happened to you and I just weren't meant to happen at that time. Not part of God's plan. Nope. You know, everything happens for a reason. And, uh, Exactly. Yeah. So we just (laughs) be brave and we carry on and do the best we can with what Mm. we're given. Yeah. And uh, stop blaming everybody else for 
things that we either can control, mm-hmm. but the thing is humans got to re- remember we can't control every situation. No. We like to think so, especially you know when people who feel strong emotionally mm-hmm. uh, like to think that it's uh, like to think that they they got control of something. The universe has control, <laughs> yeah. so you have to suck it up, Buttercup. And I don't know how many times I've had to tell myself that you know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you know, like it sucks to be me, but I am me, so I guess that's just <laughs> I'm going to have to live with it. Yeah, yeah. So no, that's why I just look at it and take it as you know, it was it was a wonderful experience. Mm-hmm. I, oh, as sure. a memory and, and an experience. That's it. it. Was right? fun. That's a priceless memory to have. It was fun, and yeah, I mean, you know, I, I have no angst about it, or it, yeah. it was wonderful. I don't, yeah, sure. You know, and like I said, I believe everything I'm sure reading. And, well, yeah. Hey, it's okay. <laughs> well, yeah. You didn't end, You didn't get so depressed that you ended up no, dead. it's okay. I mean, There's lots of young people who've had opportunities like that yeah. and, and fallen apart. And people who've had success yeah. and still died. And yeah, it's sad. It's so sad, yeah. Right? Uh, it's, it's in the entertainment business. And I mean, I can speak from, from the musical side of things. Mm. The professional uh, musical scene, the record companies can chew you up and spit you out because they don't care about your talents so much as they care about, especially today, that they can box you and make you presentable. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. have to have any talent. They just, they manufacture the, the sound. Yeah. As long as you can dance to it and you look good, that's, the bean counters are the ones that run all of that stuff. Yeah. Nobody nobody appreciates talent does. Because then also you'd have an incredibly uh more artsy uh relatable thing as opposed to this star worship. You know what I mean? It's it's like yeah. a program to to make this so that you keep buying their their product, right? As opposed to gee whiz, you know, like there's a zil- I know for you know, I I can tell you because I've met a lot of great mm-hmm. musicians all over the place, yeah. everywhere, and they have got more talent in their little finger than most of the people that are in the industry today. <laughs> and, you know, and they're unfortunately not going to ever get to display it to the world. Yeah, and that's unfortunate because I think it should be shared. If you have a gift like that, it's wonderful to share. Nobody said we all had to get rich on it. Yeah. It'd just be nice to share it. Yeah. Because sure. you're giving part of you out there. Mm-hmm. And people can feel when you give part of you for real. Oh, for sure. You know, you're not some phony. When, you, when you're doing something, people can see that or they can feel it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. most times. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Not to say I knock anybody's hustle. Of the artists today, you know, do, do, your, do, your, do, your, do your thing, do your thing, do your thing. Do your thing. <laughs> Sorry, you got me singing the hustle. It was like 1975 all over again. There's a copyright strike for me. Anyway. <laughs> oh, oh, I can't. No, that's. I'm joking, speaking. relax. <laughs> if it was YouTube, I'm sorry, that would be, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I didn't know you couldn't speak things. I know, right? I know. <laughs> yeah. Do the buzz kill. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Let's rewrite it. Yeah, right. <laughs> It'd probably be a hit because it's ironic. You don't want to write it, but you wrote it out of disgust. <laughs> yeah. And then everybody goes, we want more. <laughs> 
Mm. <laughs> yeah. Great. Now I'm going to go home and I'm not going to get the song out of my head. <laughs> and I'm going to have that title in my head. Mm. And I'll never be able to finish off recording my three songs. <laughs> and that wasn't my three sons. That was my three songs. <laughs> oh, was that another copyright infringement? Oh. oh. Yeah. Uncle, where's Uncle Charlie? <laughs> uh, I'm being cheeky now. Yes. Yes. Probably because it's uh, super late at night or morning or early morning. I don't even know what it is right now. Life's short. Learn to have a sense of humor. You know, I, nothing I have ever said, and I don't think you've ever said, has ever been intentionally mean-spirited. You know what I mean? Like I would hope not because I don't intend to. No, because yeah. I think we all need to have a laugh. Oh, for sure. So why can't we? I can laugh at myself. <laughs> I do stupid things all the time. And, you know, I, I, and self-deprecation doesn't mean you really hate yourself. It's mm-hmm. just you recognize sometimes when you do something stupid and you have a laugh. Mm-hmm. Right? If you can laugh at yourself, you should be able to laugh at all kinds of things. You know what I mean? Because you're in touch with who you are. You know that you're not infallible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so <laughs> something else goes on. You, you don't have to torture that whoever or whatever is yeah. going on. But what I mean is that if you find humor in it, mm-hmm. right, that's part of our personalities, uh, part of the traits of, of a, we have to have a sense of humor. Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> because there's so many situations that could really use it just to get you out of a really dark scene. Oh, for sure. So that you kind of, that's your, that would be like a coping mechanism, you know, to be, just have a, go, oh yeah, I should be really upset right now, but you know what? This is so incredibly stupid. I can't stop laughing. That mm-hmm. kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And and I've caught myself doing that because it, it tell you, it feels a lot better to laugh than to harbor all that. And when I was younger and a younger man, I, I have to be honest, there was times I, I would be that sponge and hold in all that anger. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, maybe one night I'd get drunk and I'd say things that weren't really nice when I was a young man. Sure. And that aren't me. It isn't me, but I'm, no. it, oh, it's depressing. So all this junk. No. And that's why I quit drinking because my parents were both alcoholics. They taught me very well. They, they were they're like the professors of alcoholism. <laughs> you know, they could go to work. They were consummate professionals. During the day, mm. and as soon as they got in the door, it was like uh, somebody flicked a disco switch, and everybody turned into these crazy characters, drinking and fighting and everything else. And mm. oh yeah, you have a child in the room, you know? Oh, well, who cares? <laughs> if, maybe we'll just get him to pour us a drink. Yeah, that kind of thing. He's become the party host. Mm. So you know, you had it, it, there's a lot of baggage that came along with all that. So. uh my wife didn't want to stop drinking. <laughs> I remember, and I can't remember if I told you that. When, remember when I when I quit drinking? That was before I moved to Hawaii to look after mom. Right. And uh, Marilyn says, uh, "What did I do first? Oh, I quit. I think I quit smoking. That's why I quit smoking. Oh, okay. And then uh, one day." At the trailer, I was drinking a cold beer, and somehow halfway through the beer, it tasted like I just ate a skunk. <laughs> I was so turned off. Mm. And Marilyn said to me, oh, God, just whatever you do, don't start hitting me over the head with a Bible. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, well, you remember. Yeah, that, yeah. That was something she would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
And I thought, oh, well, there's some support for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I never regretted not, you know, I never regretted quitting those habits. Yeah. And you can do that. I can do If I can do it, I'm, I mean, people can. You just got to, you got to want to. Mm-hmm. It's like anything, right? You can't help people that don't want to be helped. No, of course. They can yeah. say they might want to, yeah. but if the deep down inside they're not prepared to, yeah. don't invite yourself in because you're going to get a kick right where you don't want it. Fair enough. Right? Well, because we, we like to think that's what I talk about the human control. We think we can control environments and situations, but you can't. If If somebody really wants to, they'll do it. On their own. You mm-hmm. can't force them to do it. You know what I mean? You can give them love and support, but you can't dictate to them what they need to do. Dictation is never good. Not even in an office in a piece of paper. Yeah. Yeah. So, but my, my point being is that <clears throat> I gave up smoking when I was 23. Yeah. And uh, I gave up drinking when I was 30. I want to say 33, 34, somewhere around there. So I haven't really, I mean, I've had a sip of a drink here and there, but I'm under control. I don't need to drink. (laughs) Like, I mean, most times it's, if I do, it's an imperative for something that, you know, if I'm having dinner or whatever, but I I don't need to have a drink. I don't need to go buy something and get blasted anymore. Because like B.B. King said, the thrill is gone. (gasps) Did I do it again? No, that's great. Because that's (laughs) her. Yes, I love it. <laughs> but you know, you know what I meant. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing is, that only it, if you sang it. <laughs> oh yeah. No. But I can't sing. Oh. Okay. And I'm too fat to fly. Oh. And a duck's butt is watertight. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wise words from a once great man. <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget when he said that <laughs> to absorb. Want to repeat that? <laughs> I don't think I quite got it. <laughs> Mm. But uh, yeah, no, it's it, these are things that uh, it's up to you. If you really want to, you can. Mm-hmm. There's no real excuse. It's it's a power of the mind. Getting some drug stuck to your arm, like a patch or whatever. How many people really can claim success with a patch? I know lots of people who might as well have eaten them. Yeah, the I do know lots of people like that, but I do know lots of people it worked. But yeah, psychosomatic. Yeah, you gotta wanna. Oh, for sure. Yeah. If you don't wanna, that thing's not gonna do a thing for yeah, you because course. your brain controls what your body can do because your body heals itself all the time. Mm-hmm. That's what sleep's for. Yeah, you mm-hmm. rest so that your body can do its repairing. So if you get your mindset going, I really do want to quit. Whatever it is, the cigarette smoking, for example. That was a that's probably the extreme example of quitting and never going back. And it was really weird because that remind that is when I realized it was pure ego, not uh, out of health, like you know, when Marilyn said, I can hear you wheezing in the middle of the night while you're sleeping, right? And mm-hmm. then I'm going, Yeah, yeah, well, whatever. And I'd hack up a black ball out of my <laughs> lung every morning and I'd go to work. And I was only gee whiz, I was only twenty-three. Oh, yeah. Remember when I had the Corvette? Oh, okay, okay. So, and and, uh, (laughs) I was working for Loomis back then. Mm. And uh, I got off of work. 
And I can remember her saying, you know, you really should quit. And I said, I'm not going to quit just because you did. (laughs) (laughs) And then she goes, uh, and then she says, well, you know, this is going to kill you. And I'm going, well, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you're young, you don't care, right? And uh, Mm. that one day I got off the work and I walked across the street. My car was parked over by CKVU. Oh, yeah. In Vancouver there. Mm. And uh, I got in the car and I pulled up my cigarette pack and I pulled one out. My pack of Green Death. <laughs> that's export a regular for those who don't know what Green Death is. But in Canada, that's a that's yeah. a that's a that, that's a hardcore cigarette. Export a green. Yeah, right. Yep. The only thing green is the skin color you get after you smoke one. Oh boy! So here I was. I, I go light it up, and I take this nice drag and let the car warm up. And all of a sudden, I feel nauseous, and I feel like I'm turning green. That's how I felt. I literally felt that way. And I rolled the window down, and I flicked the cigarette out, and I looked at the pack, and I threw it out, and I never smoked again. That's pure ego, right? It had nothing to do with my health. You know, that's funny because... That's I just quit. That's funny because when I was working uh, with Microsoft there, um, I remember my son was going to be born. And I was driving home from work, and it, uh, there was snow on the ground. It's winter time, mm-hmm. and of course, windows were up. Yeah, <laughs> and I lit a smoke, and I just started hacking. And you know, here I am, hot boxing myself in my car. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I rolled down the window, threw cigarette and the whole pack out, and that's that see, was it. see, and I just. The only thing on my mind was my son's going to be born. And this is before, obviously before my daughter. She was yeah, younger yeah. by three years. But, um, and I just thought, I want to be there for him. I want to be able to run around and kick a soccer ball with him. Yeah. I think I want to quit, you know. And that's when I came to that decision. Like, But you did it. Yeah. There well, was, was... I did, but, but uh, when I went through that, you know, ordeal with uh, the courts and that. Right. Um, I, I stirred up again. Oh, I not see. Through the stress. Yeah. But it's weird because I have this, I'm not going to, because I haven't done it since, but I have this thing where um, at the time when I was stressing and, and uh, going through that, um, I was smoking like, I mean, crazy. I mean, pack or two a day. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Just, I'm going to buy some and I just started. Yeah. And, um, I got to the point. I used to smoke two packs a day when I you got were a to kid. The point, yeah. <laughs> then I got to the point where um, I just dropped them again and didn't pick one up again. Here mm-hmm. I am. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying everybody could be like that or should be like that, but well, no. I happen, I guess, to be able. But to somewhere do deep it. inside you, you wanted to, and that's yeah. what you know. What you didn't have to fight yourself. You didn't mm-hmm. have. To, I think I just used it as a crutch. Well, yeah. Know? And the I'm thing is that you, you finally just said, <laughs> you, you you really honestly felt mm. that's enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know how when you finally just get fed up with something, you go, well, I'm not throwing <laughs> yeah. any more energy into that. Yeah. And that's what happens. Yeah. And it doesn't happen to everybody because not everybody really wants to quit something. Yeah. Yeah. I used it as a crutch. I was really stressed out. You know, I was back and forth to mediations and yeah, courts sure. uh, for my children. So, you know, it's. Yep. Was, yeah. And then I guess uh, 
you know, as it went on and gradually got better and worked out, I just stopped and didn't buy any more and haven't since. <laughs> so, Touch wood. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, that's a good thing. Yeah. Right. I never wanted to. I don't think of it. I don't, yeah. Yeah. Well, your kids deserve to have you around. Yeah. But I always also believe that um, you deserve to have you around as well. Aw. <laughs> See, because when I quit, Marilyn wasn't going to have any kids anyway. Oh, God. Right. She already had two. Right, right. From a previous marriage that were mid-teens. Were they already by then? Yeah, I guess they were by then. Holy yeah. Man. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so one was 15 and one was 17, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And so they were already yeah. almost on their way out of high school. <laughs> so that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. I mean, you got to remember, Marilyn was 13 years older than me. Right, yeah. So yeah. Uh, her point of view in life was different than mine. And I wasn't going to, I was respecting what she felt and I wasn't sure. going to force it upon her. Sure. So mm-hmm. when I quit these things, it was just. Purely on my own, there was, there was, it wasn't to benefit anybody else, I guess, yeah. other than me. Yeah. That's all. And uh, I've gone through a lot of other things, just like anybody else. Mm-hmm. But I'm still here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope I'm here for a while longer to hopefully get whatever mission I'm here for in life. Yes. Whatever it's done, and I hope that I'm going to help spread joy and happiness as much to as other you can. people. Yeah, yeah. that's all I want. You know, I think when you, at that point when I find that peace, mm-hmm. I'll probably go to sleep and never get up again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That that would be kind of like the most beautiful way to go. As you know, I'm already camping my place most of the time. I got four. I'm surrounded by 14 acres, so I got a pretty good insulator. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah, yeah. if I'm in my room and I'm just feeling like I've got you know the, all the lights off, even when it's daytime and I've got you know mm-hmm. kind of dark, uh, I'll just turn on Rockford Files and binge watch that for a while, or Perry Mason, mm-hmm. or or Twilight Zone. <laughs> I'm happy. Yeah. I don't need the news because that news is no good. Never has been, as long as I can remember. It's always been a downer. Yeah. You know? It must be different when you come out here. Because you come out here to to the city, to the burbs to come see me. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like I'm going, Well, this is way too fast for me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's what this it's a matter of what is it, uh, ten kilometers, maybe tops between yeah. you and I? Yeah, I'll give it that. I mean to get on the other side of the bridge, probably about ten. Yeah, I'll give it that. And, uh, well, you know, you, you, with the advent of modern technology, but you can type <laughs> it in and find out from maps how far away it is. Yeah. You want me to do that? Good old Google. Let's go. Let's go. Let's see. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now that almost... we're talking about it, let's find out. Well, yeah, now um, it's piqued my curiosity. Yeah. <laughs> how much money for gas? You got to pay me for coming here. <laughs> okay, let's see. Oh, pardon me. Let's see. It is, well, it says it's 15 minutes, but what the hell? Excuse my language. 
directions. That should tell me. Okay, what is it? Come on. <laughs> oh, it's 19 kilometers. Oh, wow. Okay, so we're a bit off. <laughs> just, just a bit. Yeah. Yeah, so there uh, you go. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> well, that's, that's like 10 miles. 15 drive or whatever. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. Well, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. But yeah, that's, you know, in, in, in 15 minutes, I'm in the country. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. So I think, you know, no matter what happens, and even if things go really nice, you know, in my future, in your future, you know, where where we're living more comfortably than the like than we've been living. Yeah. And I'm always gonna be eternally grateful for anything that's been given to me because Absolutely. Uh I don't expect it, and I don't say I deserve it, because lots of people deserve things that never get things. So, yeah. and no matter how hard they work at it, so they got to learn to be humble and gracious, and be understanding that sometimes you got to thank God for what you didn't get. Like True. I was saying, I think I was saying that to you a while back there that when I gave up my rock and roll mm -hmm. opportunity mm -hmm. for Marilyn mm -hmm. when she said, well, it's me or the music. There may have been a, a reason why all that happened that way, that I gave that up and, and stayed with her. And not just because of the moral obligation that I felt, because uh, it was a very unfair. The one thing I truly loved in my life was music. It's yeah. been there, you know, oh, there I, since I was a little boy. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Some, who knows? Maybe I might have Say for sake of argument, I became successful, you know, moderately. Doesn't even have to be Superman. Mm -hmm. But where, you know, you're starting to live big, got fancy cars, nice house, you know, good clothes, eating at nice restaurants, mm -hmm. being the big shot, all right? With my uh, addictive personality, thanks to my parents. <laughs> thanks, yeah. Mom. Thanks, Dad. Anyway. With that being said, because yeah. back then I was, I was still, I was still drinking. I wasn't smoking, right, but I was still right. drinking. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe something would have happened where I died. You know, no matter what it was, just out of bad behavior because of the success. Right. Uh, maybe I wasn't prepared for it. Maybe, you know, how you think you're ready for something. Mm -hmm. But I don't think we we'll ever know what we're really ready for no, until no. you get there. Yeah. Then you'll know. You'll feel it whether you are or not. Yeah. And so sometimes, you know, when I think about it, I think about that because I used to resent it. I used to resent that. I, You know, I kind of blame Marilyn for yeah. that. And I realized that I should be thanking him for not having it because it allowed me to learn a lot of other things and become a wiser man. Uh, you know, understanding purposes in life and the behaviors in life. And uh, him not giving me that was maybe his way of keeping me here. He, mm -hmm. Only he knows. So yeah, exactly. if I did something, who knows what, it, like plane crash, car crash, drug overdose, booze, you know, all those things that ever happened to celebrities. Anything's possible. Well, yeah. So, yeah. uh, because it didn't happen, I don't harbor any grudges. Yeah. 
Yeah. I embrace the fact that I have this opportunity to do what I'm doing now. That's <laughs> fills my heart with joy. And I'm really grateful for that. And people all over the place, I, you know, I, I love when I get a chance to sing for people or play uh, something for them. And it's, in, it's real. It's there. It's in front of them. Mm-hmm. And they can feel the energy being given to them. And I love watching people smile and having a good time. Oh, for sure. And uh, treating people with respect. I, I, I'm not, you know, we're, we're all guilty at some point. Whether we want to believe it or not, we can be judgmental. Of course. You know. We don't want to believe that, no. <laughs> but uh, but we are. Yeah. And so, with that being said, when you're in a situation with uh, with people, even if they're abrasive to some degree, just treat it with tolerance because we have no idea what's going on inside them. Very true. Uh, they're very angry, and whatever it is, you know, maybe you can't help them. So, you just, you go, if you don't want the trouble, don't engage in it mm-hmm. like i mean if somebody comes at you and blah 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 blah, blah and you go okay that's how you feel uh i'm not i'm not gonna get involved with this you know i hope that it works out for you and that you know because it confuses people when you do that the, you're killing them with kindness because you're going you know if you need somebody to talk to I, i'd be more than happy to but we don't need to fight that's a waste of good energy. So, uh, keeping that anger and just like me being upset about losing my opportunity, because I mean, I was like right there. I know you can't see that on the microphone, but a very thin line between my finger and my thumb, mm-hmm. how close I was with uh, the recording studio and the record company. Mm-hmm. Oh, am I making noise? <laughs> anyway, you know, the thing is, Accept it. There's a reason for it. You know, there is a reason for it. So if I don't have it, I've never had it. I've never experienced it. So I don't know what I've lost. Or maybe I gained something. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll never know except the fact that I'm still here. And there's obviously something here that I'm still supposed to do before it's done. Mm-hmm. So if that means I can help people feel better, even for a little while, I think that's a very important uh, thing to go through life. Feeling is that you, since we're all part of this universe, that you know we all try to help one another. Mm-hmm. For sure, right? I mean, everybody. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. Right, life's a struggle. You know, I remember you know, my dad said, "The world." He says, "You may not like what mom and I say to you," and I know they're alcoholics, but they had their dry moments periodically, <laughs> and that's when the little nuggets of wisdom. Came <laughs> yeah. But you know, he'd say, "You know, uh, you may not like what we have to say to you or what we're doing mm-hmm. at that point, uh, but we love you." And there's a reason why we're doing these things, because the world doesn't owe you anything. And I think the rest of the world needs to know that. The world doesn't owe you anything. The world doesn't care about you. As individuals, we care about people. But the the trappings of the world, the way the mechanism is of the world, doesn't care about you or I. Yeah. Uh, so you have to make your way in this world. 
and you, you want to do it in a respectful manner and in, with a good heart and a clear mind and know who you are mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, understand that you're not the center of the universe and what you need to do is mix and it's a difficult thing for some people to mix compassion mm-hmm. love yet be strong to have the strength to to fight off where it's easy to get caught up in a very intense emotional situation yeah i mean there's certain times in which it, that's understandable you know like when people are worried about their welfare of their children and or parents or whatever yeah. no but i'm talking about outside of that things that are yeah. Not important. The, the really stuff that isn't important. We have a tendency to put too much value on things that don't mean anything. They're just things. Mm. So when you're when you're doing something to help somebody, you, you may not know right then that you, whether or not you help them, but the universe knows, and that person knows, and that's all that matters. Yeah. yeah. Because the other thing people have to realize is. Bad things happen to good people all the time. It's it's nobody gets played favorites. And the reason I believe that you know bad things happen to good people is to help make them even stronger to weather storms when when bad things are coming at them, they have the strength to stand withstand it and and be able to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and and it's it's a very complex thing, but. The, the thing is, we're driven, uh, we're an emotional animal, and we like to communicate, and uh, we have a lot of, you know, we have free will, we're given free will, and uh, that's his only regret, is that he thought free will meant that he'd give us an experience uh, to be able to enjoy being who we are, how we were designed, who we are, what we're doing, uh, the sense of purpose in life. Enjoy having your children and your grandchildren and all those beautiful things. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, there's uh, other factors that play supernaturally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's times it's really, as you well know, our minds can really get worked over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know that. Yeah. Right. So, that being said, you know that what I'm saying is true. Uh, it's just... The process. I mean, you're you're aware of everything that's going on around you, but something in there in that computer went from IBM to HAL. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like okay, that's not even funny anymore. Can we get back to where we were at? Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, I you know, of course, it's an ideal. It's nice to think that we could have everybody loving one another. Yeah. It's not the, the, the unfortunately that's not the case. So what we have to do is learn, uh, I think, to try and respect one another uh, as much as we can. I mean, yeah. there's always evil people out there. That, that's we don't have to get tangled up in that stuff, no. right? Let's let's try and uh, look at the best things in people. Let's do. And, and see what we can do to help them. Yeah, if that's sure. the case, even if they want to help, they. I'm not going to ever force myself upon somebody. No. So, uh, yeah. you know, but uh, I just hope that when I'm doing things that, you know, when I go to the store, I see people getting, tre- you know, people who are working in the store getting treated like crap. Mm. 
And then they get really thrown off when I come up because I'm really peppy and happy and joking around with them <laughs> and I'll, you know trying to make their their experience as pleasant as I'm trying to be. And quite often you get greeted with you know at at first they're kind of like suspicious, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you're up to something. And then they realize the you know how, how genuine you're being. And the next thing you're getting a smile out of them before you leave. And oh, I, I, uh, I, I love chat that. and laugh with Sam all well, yeah. the time. But I mean, and, and people that Sam. you don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's a wonderful man. I'm just starting to know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, yeah. he's a very personable man. Yeah. But you see, that's in an ideal world. I mean, you go to places that you can go down to your 7 Eleven there, and you, depending on who's working, what kind of attitude, some people have got really bad attitudes <laughs> that shouldn't be doing that job. And it's not an easy job either. You got to deal with the public, and so there's so many range of emotions from people, and people who are not respectful to you. Yeah, I'm seeing rowdies walking. So, but and and look, look at what I used to do for a living, right? And I told you that there's only two things that, in my profession, they either love you and are willing to name their firstborn child after you (laughs) when you rescue them. Yeah. Or if you have to take their vehicle away because they did something wrong and the cops caught them. Yeah. And then you have to, I just, you know, instead of, because tow truck drivers get a bad rap quite often. But just, I mean, this is bad everywhere you go. But the thing is, in in this province, for sure, I know that most of the guys are pretty good. Hmm. And some of them just aren't really good communicators or, you know, they don't know how to to deal with the de-escalation and stuff like that. You know, somebody's upset. And, you know, I just try to explain to them, look, uh, I don't want to do this as much as you don't want me to do this. I don't want to do this. But we're employed by, uh, under contract, to act as an agent for the police. So I'm obligated by a contract to have to take your vehicle. I don't want to because... Mm-hmm. I don't know the situation, but if I knew the situation, maybe I would agree with you and say, no, you're getting a bum rap. Yeah. Because I've seen it. That happens. Oh, I'm sure. And But I try to, like you say, the empathy part is to show that we're all together in these things. Just because it's happening to you doesn't mean it's never happened to me. I always like to use that that story about when I did the U-turn in front of the roadblock that time in oh. New Westminster. And from the parking spot I left, I turn around, I get pulled over, I end up in the same parking spot. I just I should have just kept going home. I just should have, right? <laughs> but that was part of life's lessons, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I, then they, they laugh. I get them laughing because then they realize, well, that would, if I think I'm bad, this guy's stupid, right? <laughs> At least you make them feel good. That That's kind of what... The idea behind it is you try to make sure they feel better. Yeah, for sure. Nobody but, ever likes to have a car towed. Yeah, yeah. But on that note, I think we're going to end it here. Okay. And, uh, I would like to thank you for coming and, and hanging out. Well, thank out you and, so much for having me. I appreciate it. I love you. I appreciate you. And, uh, I love you too. Great. And thank you for having me. And... Uh, yeah, let's try to... Uh, and thank you, everybody. Say. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you are listening, we would love to have you uh, be more involved. And if you have things you would like to say, please direct them to Mark. Yeah. And hopefully we please can... Please do. If you have ideas and stuff like that, <laughs> that would be great. I'd appreciate it. And we appreciate you listening to us, no matter how crazy we sound. I'd love to hear from you. <laughs> And remember, like I always say, guys, let's uh, be good to each other, love one another, and uh, remember, life's always game for us, so let's be always game for life. 
All right. Love you. Peace. That's always gay for us. We're always gay for life. That's always gay for us. We're always game for life. That's always gay for us. We're always game for life.